Where do you live? With Colossus. On a rent. Spoon. Why the mask? It's ugly. Why the jokes? Insecure. Why Princess Bride? I'm a fan. Why Celine Dion? I'm a bigger fan. Why the holidays? Thought it'd be fun. Why PG-13? It's a family movie. Also money. Also Disney. Why do you think audiences will be stupid enough to swallow this? Not sure this level of curiosity is cute coming from a middle-aged man strapped to a bed against his will. Want on timey? Not on your f***ing life. Right before Christmas, a good guy in red is coming to theaters with his new sidekick, Fred. Why am I here? So I could read you the story of Deadpool 2, filtered through the prism of childlike innocence. It's safe for grandmas. I loved your working up. And approved for teens. For the first time ever, Deadpool's PG-13. What the f***? The only F-bomb we're using around here is Fred Savage. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today... Uh, it's Devin's turn to give us a holiday-adjacent film. Devin, take it away! <laughs> All the way from the UK! All right. So uh, my holiday-adjacent film for this week is uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, which was released uh, in theaters in 2018. Um, it is a weird kind of re-release of Deadpool 2. It's a re-release of Deadpool 2 um, with a few other scenes added and an extra kind of framing device that I really love that we have to talk about later. Um, it's directed by David Lynch, um, and it has basically the entirety of the cast, I mean, it has the entire cast of Deadpool 2 in it, um, Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, uh, TJ Miller. But the added part of it, and the part that makes it really cool, is it also has Fred Savage in it. And it's, I mean, so the, the whole kind of shtick of it is it's a PG-13 Deadpool, but they have a framing device that calls back to the Princess Bride, where Deadpool is reading the story of Deadpool 2 to Fred Savage. And that's kind of the shtick of it. Uh, it's just a re-released PG-13 version of Deadpool, but it's kind of holiday adjacent. It's called Once Upon a Deadpool. Uh, so neither of you guys have seen it before, right? Nope. I, had see- I had seen Deadpool 2. I had not seen Once Upon a Deadpool. And I had seen neither until <laughs> until now <laughs> you've seen neither until now this is your first deadpool 2 yeah so i'm gonna have a very interesting i don't even know if it's gonna be an interesting take or not but let's just no because it, it'll be i fun. love this i love this so this is much. so good yeah i didn't because, know this about you ryan and i'm so pumped for you because let's go back to deadpool 2 for a second yeah Devin, you said that was one of your i think you said that was your favorite film of 2018 it absolutely was it hold yes it didn't even make my top five. Wow. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I judged you so hard for that. I had a lot of problems with Deadpool 2. Okay. Um, I thought it just fell flat in parts. Um, but I will say this. Once Upon a Deadpool is the superior Deadpool 2 to me. That's amazing. I actually yeah. really love that. Is it? I want to get into that in a second, but I want to get Ryan's general, like, Thoughts now, Ryan. What did you think? I really want to actually see the unedited version of it because yeah. I have like seen this before seeing the actual rated R one that it's like cut from. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of confused on like really some things because I just want to iron out like what they did for the PG 13 version because to be honest, kind of a mess. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So So I can give a little bit of background on that. So this version of Deadpool 2 
um, is is kind of what it said. It's a re-edited version of it. So some scenes don't play out necessarily in the same order that they do. They took some uh, scenes that weren't as long in Deadpool and made them longer, or Deadpool 2 and made them longer. Um, a good example is the scene where he goes back to get Colossus and has his little, like, George Michaels playing on his cell phone. That scene is longer in Once Upon a Deadpool than it is in Deadpool 2. Um, but the main things that they added to it are every time Fred Savage is on the screen and points out plot holes and problems with the movie, anytime you see Fred Savage, that is a brand new thing that they've just added to Deadpool 2. Otherwise, they've toned a lot of it down. They took away a lot of the gore during the action scenes, and they took out, um, they kind of reworded some of the swear words. So a good example is whenever he like is like on the couch with baby legs, uh, one of the jokes T.J. Miller says it looks like an avocado fucked an older avocado. Uh, and in this cut, he just says, he looks like an avocado. And that was kind of the, the gist of all of the changes, really. So the movie itself, I think, held up pretty well. So I think your problems with it being a mess, I really want to talk about because Deadpool 2 is going to seem like a mess to you too, I think. Okay. Yeah, I can guarantee. I, I I'm pretty sure the problems that you're you're you had with this are going to be the same problems I had with Deadpool two, that were made better by the uh, the Fred Savage stuff. <laughs> well, I I want to we'll get into it. it. No, no, no. Let Let's dig into it. So, Ryan, what did you think was like particularly messy about the movie? Because I've seen Deadpool two in any of its versions. About five times now, I've seen like Deadpool two in the theaters. I, there's like a, a like super duper cut where it's like extra bloody and extra gory, and then I've seen this version of it, and then I've watched like the other versions a couple times. So like I've seen it enough. Okay, one, the setup was fine. You know, him going after someone. They don't. I don't even know if they even acknowledge who he actually is or what he did to why Deadpool mm-hmm. was going after him to begin with. They do a lot of lovey stuff in the apartment and guy breaks in, girlfriend dies. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Starts the ball rolling for, you know, like Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, you know, feeling bad for himself and Mm self-loathing and all that other stuff. And then Cable just comes in and out of nowhere. No explanation. Burnt city standing there. Time travels, I guess. Like, the storyline for the kid at the orphanage before you realize that he was being abused, like that, that entire sequence, there's a crazy kid in front of a building that's burning stuff up. Mm -hmm. That was more that, that was told better than cable's entire storyline until after he goes to the prison that Arnold Schwarzenegger did that buddy prison break movie. Escape uh, plan. With, yeah. Yeah. With that good movie. In, in, until after that scene, I felt like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if that was done purposely, if that was like a joke, like they were kind of making a joke out of it that like this movie was kind of rushed. So they're just like, you know, doing inside jokes inside the film for the fans. But like th- this didn't like, I feel like how Alan must have felt when he watched Captive State. Where you were just like, who is this person? Why are they here? Why am I supposed to care about them? What's happening? Not like I knew who Cable was. Mm-hmm. And with all of the buildup to this film, I thought he was going to have like 
I thought he was going to be like not if not the big bad, like the main person they're going after, but mm-hmm. n- not really. Like they tried to throw in the whole like X-Men, like racism type stuff into it mm-hmm. at the same time. And they they were trying to throw in others. Like, it's a mess. They tried to do <laughs> too much know. with it. <laughs> so I will, I will touch on one thing that you said there. The beginning of the film where Deadpool is just, and that, that, that warehouse taking out guys, Pretty sure that was part of a larger sequence in mm-hmm. the original version of Deadpool 2 that they just cut down for, I'm guessing, violence reasons. Yeah, so that that part in particular I was actually kind of mad about this cut for because that beginning sequence is Deadpool committing gratuitous acts of violence that you just cannot show in PG-13 movies to Dolly Parton's 9 to 5, which I <laughs> adore. I love that sequence so freaking much. And I was so sad to see that part gone. And I guess out of context, the beginning looks like it's just like, oh, we're here now. Yeah. And I feel like that's where my problem began, uh-huh. where it was just like, OK, this is a PG-13 cut of the film with mm-hmm. an occasional princess bride, you know, princess bride storytelling narrative to like carry it through as a joke because Mm -hmm. people asked for a pg-13 version of deadpool when the first one came out and this was kind of like well fine here this is what you get for a pg-13 movie of Mm -hmm. i don't know if it i don't know if it's more of that or i always pictured this version of it being like hey disney you're about to buy us but please don't cancel this franchise it's made us so much money (laughs) look you can make it pg-13 it'll be okay if you do that here don't fire Ryan Reynolds. Like I feel like that was like their, this is their, their bargaining chip for the Fox deal. Yeah. And just, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was the fact that just making this PG 13, the way that they did it Mm -hmm. by cutting, I'm guessing a ton of stuff out of this to make it PG 13. It didn't. Best way to describe this. There is a horror movie called ghosts of war. That's on Netflix. Okay. It's a, it's a B horror movie or C horror movie. And there is a huge editing problem in it. The world war two soldiers go into the haunted house. They experience some weird things. And then all of a sudden, three of the characters are in the living room, bloodied and beaten up. And they're talking about witches and broomsticks and all this other stuff. When the scene directly before that, they were fine. There weren't any enemies in the house. They weren't physically attacked. They were okay. And then the next scene, they're bloodied. Their clothes are torn up. Their their faces are beaten in. And then they do their dialogue. And then it cuts to the next scene. And they're fine. And I was left really confused by that. And mm-hmm. I was having that same problem with this. Even even, even with the Fred Savage cuts, trying mm-hmm. to explain stuff, especially in like the beginning, mm-hmm. I still just, I had to go, whatever, I'm just going with it. I don't, I, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm just going to go with it. And it didn't get better until like the fireball kid. And then at that point, it kind of like hit its stride, you think? It finally hit its stride. It came together a bit more. It was still kind of like, I can tell this is PG-13, you know, Mm -hmm. cut of like an extremely R-rated movie. So I just kind of went with it. And I just kind of went with the joke of the fact that they were like PG-13 and the whole buzzer thing. And so I was kind of just taking it on like that rung. 
But yeah. I really want to see the rated R version of this now because I know it has to be better. Uh, what Brian or Alan, what do you think about that though? Because I'm curious because I know you have problems with the movie too. Did you think it was disjointed like that? Seeing the full cut, because like I said, I come from a bad place where I know where where the movie goes, so I'm willing to just kind of go with it on its journey. And for me, it's like, oh, of course this happens. But so my problems weren't with. It's been a while. I haven't seen this since theater. I haven't seen Deadpool two since theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, my problems weren't so much the way they told the story, but the story itself. I had issues okay. with. Um. So I can't really speak to that too much. I feel like there is a lot of sequences in the first act that are cut out of this because I remember some yeah. jokes that didn't appear. Um, the whole Celine Dion song is gone. Yeah. Which was a good sequence from what I remember. Um, So yeah, there is a lot of context cut out of this version that you get in the, the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Um, So I feel like you might get some of that back, but I can't really say for sure because it's been so long since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, she dies way like she died way too quick. Like I understand she needed to die for this whole thing no, to start that, off, but that, that seemed was, way too fast. No, that that that's the same in yeah, both that's, versions. Like, they don't. That's, but yeah, they don't build her up beyond Deadpool one. Really, that's fine. How mm. long between the movie starting, the first scene starting? Uh, visuals, either Deadpool talking, somebody else talking, a fight starting, and her dying. Because watching the PG thirteen version, it felt like it was two minutes. I know it wasn't, but I, that's how it I felt. think she she's still dead in the first ten minutes. No matter which version you watch, if it's the first ten, that's fine. I just don't want it to feel like it's the first two. It's not the first two. No, they because there's more in the apartment with those two. I think that they cut out of this one. I remember that scene being really long and the cut to them watching, um, Yentl. Yeah. Yentl. That cut was really sudden. I was like, Oh, there's more that happened. I think. Yeah. Cause again, I think it, I think a lot of, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of my problems I think have to do with the quick edits because they yeah. either edit right before or after something that they had to cut to make it PG 13. Mm-hmm. And just like, it really bothered me at the fact that you could clearly tell that they were cutting away from like a gruesome, like death or injury at like the last possible second. And it just like visually, it was like, it was like, uh, uh, changing a scene in the middle of a word for me, but it was something that I expected with this movie. So I just let, Mm -hmm. so I just kind of let that slide. I think it was when these edits were done for, with, with, non-action scenes that I was having a problem with. Okay. I, I think, I think the point of the movie where I that really, down. yes. Yeah. That's I think the problem. point in the movie where that actually really got to me was, I mean, was the, the X-Force part where they were jumping out of the helicopter and then they all died. Ryan, and, and this is why I'm really happy. This is the only version you've seen. Do you know how each of the members of the X-Force actually died? Or was uh, that the, kind of vague to no, you? No, it wasn't vague at all. Okay. The, the one, see, that's the thing. Like, I got how people died. Like, mm-hmm. the alien dude with the green blood yeah. fell into a helicopter blade. The yeah. vomit guy fell mm-hmm. into a wood chipper. And okay. He went he, he went out Fargo style. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> the was it uh, Brad Pitt? Yeah. Supposedly, yeah, it was Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Okay, yeah. it, was no, Brad, it was Brad. It Pitt. was yeah. Brad Pitt got fried on power lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Old Spice guy. Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews got he got hit by a bus. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, none of I mean, so like none of the edits ruined any any of that stuff for me. Like mm-hmm. it was just the whole like uh, editing through stuff that's not action is yeah. what kind of lost me a little bit. And you know, there were a couple of scenes, and I want to know if you guys picked up on this. There were a couple of scenes where Deadpool was saying something very, very different than what the audio was, but he's wearing a mask, and you kind of got the sense that they're like, well, he's wearing a mask. I can't really tell what he's saying, but his mouth was not lining up correctly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's part of the reason you have him in a mask is so you can get away with that in the movies. Um, I didn't really notice it that much. I don't. I learned a long time ago, like back in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man days, not to try to watch their mouth because you can barely see what they're doing. Yeah. So, because I know at least the his Spider-Man costume had a helmet underneath it, so you couldn't actually see him talking. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Tobey Maguire has a face mask, like a like a plastic resin mask on underneath that they would lock in the lenses to for the mask. Yeah. Oh. Um. I don't I don't know if Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland had that. Yeah. But I know that was definitely part of the M- Toby Maguire mask. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care enough to look at Ryan Reynolds' jawline on his mask move when he was talking because I focused more on the eyes. Oh because yeah. Because in that's one of one of the things that drew me into liking Deadpool 1 so much was the detail that they drew into like his eyes like that's one mm-hmm. thing that they did and i really like that because that's something that he does like you know the, they show subtle you know like the subtle body language mm-hmm. they still keep it in his mask on his eyes and that's what i right. look at whenever i see these movies and so i didn't i if there's any dialogue they switched out when it comes to him i would have no idea gotcha so I wanted to get into this then, Alan. You said this was your favorite version of Deadpool Tour. You said the best one. Can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. So what, what did you know? like about this version that you think the other version didn't do well, that this is like your definitive version now? So for me, it's the Fred Savage stuff. Yeah. Um, not only do I appreciate the Princess Bride gags uh-huh. that they do throughout, I appreciate him calling them on their shit (laughs) because part of my bit, one of my biggest problems with Deadpool two was fridging Vanessa in the first act. Yeah. And the fact that they, he just calls him on it makes it a little bit better, but the fact that they know that they did it still, it it makes it slightly worse because they're, they're self-aware. Um, so it's still kind of annoying, but the fact that they actually said you fridged her, like I appreciated that a lot. But I think for me, the Deadpool telling the story like he was uh-huh. fits Deadpool as a character. Like I like that setup for the story. Like it's him telling the story to somebody being forced to listen against their will. <laughs> 
Uh, you could you can take a break and be like, wait, was that Brad Pitt? And so you're breaking the fourth wall, uh-huh. and it's meta, and like they address Matt Damon being in it, but they don't tell you where Matt Damon was. You have to pay attention. Um, so it was really cool to have Deadpool breaking the fourth wall and interacting with someone instead of just talking to the camera. I really enjoyed that, the way they played that out with yeah. the character. And, and I think for me, it was one of those like, I appreciate the the parts that made me laugh the hardest were when he, like Fred Savage, called Deadpool 2 out on its shit. And particularly the part where they went, you can't just call out lazy writing for being lazy writing, but still do the lazy writing. You're just <laughs> yeah. still doing it. You just said you're doing it, but you're still doing it. I have a question. Yeah. Yes. At what point did they decide that they were going to make a PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2? I think after it was out in theater, I think when it was out in theaters, so it came out in like May or June. Mm-hmm. I think by August they had decided it was, let, let me look it up. Yeah. But I feel like it was early fall that they decided they were going to do this and they rushed it into production. Because I kind of have a theory. Oh, I want to hear it. I think they wrote Deadpool 2 knowing that they were going to possibly make a PG-13 cut and I have a feeling that they worked stuff into the original movie to pay off as a joke in the PG-13 cut because I would not be surprised if they did that as in fridging uh, fridging Vanessa in like the first half of Deadpool 2 plays off as a really good joke in the PG-13 version of it because that is something to be really self-aware about and yet still do it, especially nowadays. Now, granted, this movie was made, mm-hmm. what, two years ago? Yeah, something like that. Like the kind of it, yeah. I would say that, you know, when it comes to social awareness, things have kind of hit light speed for the, you know, past nine to ten months. Mm-hmm. But still, like, there's too many things that pay off too well in the PG-13 cut that they do with Fred Savage to make it not have been something that they were thinking about when they were doing the writing. So I looked it up. Um, there's a couple of reasons for it. So Deadpool, or probably Ryan Reynolds, said, it's a family movie, also money, also Disney. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of like Deadpool's official line, but there was also another like deeper business reason for it. Um, originally, so this one came out at the beginning of 2019. Um, yeah, this came at the very beginning, um, oh, the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019. Originally, this spot was supposed to be filled by Alita Battle Angel, which was Fox's, like, big movie at the time. But they wanted to move Alita from December to February, so it could be in the same, I mean, it lined up with the Lunar New Year, which they thought would, like, bode well for the Chinese market, but then also because it went up against Aquaman, Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, and Welcome to Marwin, which they thought were going to be big contenders at the time. They'd never so, worry about I for- that. I they- forgot about half of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, they wanted it to bump up against those movies to be like, oh, this is just as big a blockbuster, line up with Lunar New Year. So they're like, okay, we moved Alita. We need something in this spot. And while it does suck, because they re-released this in theaters, so technically Deadpool's had two theater theatrical releases now, a normal, you know, its normal self and a PG-13, the thing that I do appreciate about it is that a dollar of every ticket sale of this movie went to the Fuck Cancer charity, which I think is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they announced it in September, so I imagine they were filming it by October, November, and then getting it rushed out. So yeah. I don't think they had it planned from the get-go, but I think they used it as an opportunity to to raise money for cancer and show Disney that they can make a PG-13 Deadpool for Kevin Feige if they need to. <laughs> okay, so this I... was one I'm... Oh, go ahead. I'm still going to run with the idea that they had this in mind when they were writing the second one. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> I mean, Deadpool, like one of the biggest things in the production of Deadpool two was they, the director quit. Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool one had a falling out with Ryan Reynolds. I remember that. Yeah. I remember I that. I don't remember that. What happened? Uh, hold on. Let me, let me, sp- I forget what it, I think it was because of the storyline. Um, really he didn't like the storyline something that they did let me look it was uh, something that uh, i if i remember correctly it was something that it was ryan reynolds wanted the story to be a certain way just because he felt that the character like it had to do with ryan reynolds feeling that one storyline fit the character better than what the director wanted and then that's where i think that division happened if i remember correctly so according to wikipedia at the end of October, Miller left the film over mutual creative differences with Reynolds, reportedly based on several factors, include, including Reynolds' expanded creative control over the sequel. Miller's wish for a more stylized follow-up to the first than more stylized follow-up than the first film versus Reynolds' focus on the raunchy comedy style that earned the movie first movie its R rating, and Miller's intention to cast. Uh, Kyle Chandler as Cable, which Reynolds uh, opposed. I'm looking up who Kyle Chandler is because I actually don't. Oh, he's the he's the coach from Friday Night Lights, the TV show. I think he would have been fine. I mean, I think that I really like Josh Brolin in the role, but I also think that Kyle Chandler would be okay. Yeah, I think he would have been like a prettier Cable, maybe. Hmm. But like. I don't know. But but with Josh Brolin, you can get the Thanos jokes that, that were cut from this version. That's of right. It. There were a couple Thanos jokes. Okay. So here's my question then, uh, I guess, Ryan and Alan. Um, if this movie had fewer raunchy jokes and was more stylized. So I'm thinking more along the lines of like Scott Pilgrim, like they are kind of integrating like comic book kind of things into the movie. Would this have been a movie that you liked better? Or, you know, would you think it was a better decision to keep the raunchy kind of same style as Deadpool 1 and just not change it? You guys guys haven't seen Wayne's World 2 yet, have you? No. I have. You have. Okay, good. Good. So Alan might might actually get this. And then for Devin, it can be Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Okay. Deadpool 1 was the original Ghostbusters, the original Wayne's World. Deadpool mm-hmm. 2, from what I can gather from watching the PG-13 version of it, is Wayne's World 2, Ghostbusters 2. So, the same, but just not as good. It's Well, I mean, it depends. It's fan service. If you're one of those mm-hmm. fans that's all on, like, Deadpool's personality and his wit, then Deadpool mm-hmm. 2, I'm going to assume, is probably what, you know, is probably going to be more entertaining for you personally to watch than Deadpool 1, which is more of a movie a more yeah. well put together film like you know like the, the, the first ghostbusters and the first wayne's world really good movies a really good comedy and just a really good movie 
then mm-hmm. you've got Ghostbusters 2 and Wayne's World 2, which is just all of the characters kind of more condensed and kind of thrown at each other. It's more gags and one-liners than it is actual storyline. So for me, Ryan Ryan's right to a point. For me, I would have preferred the more stylistic version of Deadpool 2. Tim Miller, everything that I saw of his bleeding into, part of this is Kevin Smith's fault. Uh, he <laughs> talked up Tim Miller a lot going into uh, Deadpool 1 mm-hmm. because back when, you guys remember the Arkham, Batman Arkham series? I do. Mm-hmm. And when Arkham Origins came out, the, the prequel, mm-hmm. there was a trailer with a CGI Bruce Wayne going through his life like, in the alley, you, you see the pearls go, and you, it just That's focuses right. on his face. Yeah, And it just shows you Bruce Wayne growing up until he's Batman in the game. Mm-hmm. Tim Miller directed that. Oh, wow. I would love to see a more stylistic Deadpool 2 than the what I feel Deadpool 2 was just raunchy for the sake of being raunchy. I mean, I, which is why I think I liked Deadpool once upon a Deadpool more because it wasn't just like you took away some of that raunchiness and it wasn't as it wasn't as just like needlessly raunchy. Like you could tell exactly. they weren't doing the, yeah. like they weren't doing the dick joke for a dick joke. They were doing it yeah. because, you know, okay, we have like, wait, what he said in the beginning, we have like what, five times we could say the word shit. One time we could say a bad word, like, you know, and they use them purposely. Well, well, and here's the thing about the the how many times they can say shit when it gets to the juggernaut fight. Right, like, it's fine. The, the chant, like I guess you can just chant whatever the hell you want and <laughs> get away with it in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, right. I noticed that about like halfway through that chant, I'm just like, yeah, hang on, what are they saying? Yeah, <laughs> they're just like doing it. Okay, holy shit, balls! It's the juggernaut. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like it. <laughs> But you know what? I think I do agree with you, though. I think it would have been cool if they took the sequel and evolved the franchise from it instead of just, like, adding more characters. And, like, I think what drew me to the movie so much is I saw the trailers for this movie, and I went, I said, I think I told Romana, I was like, I'm going to hate this movie. And I knew I was going to hate this movie because they did X-Force. And if there's one thing I can't stand in movies is them, like, them taking like a single good character that I really like and I'm going, all right, guys, in the sequel, they're on a team and you're going to love every member. And I'm like, but I like, I like the guy. I just want the guy. And I was really mad that they did X-Force, but in my mind, this is the best way you could have done X-Force. You made them all basically sight gags. You killed them off right away and kept like an interesting one until the end. And because I they did that so well, it actually surprised me so much into liking the movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was the trick of the marketing for Deadpool 2 was, hey, here's X-Force. Like, uh-huh. we're just going to lean into this. We're not going to show you much about the kid. We're not going to even acknowledge the fact that Juggernaut's in this and he's the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- that was some of the finer marketing tricks from the Fox Marvel department. Yeah, I thought, at the end. I thought that was pretty neat. Like, because I, I would have hated this just being an X Force movie plus Deadpool's there. I, I mean, this was the this was the last good Marvel movie from Fox. That's true. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I almost want to redo this movie. 
I mean, from seeing the PG, I mean, I, I am holding all of my concrete opinions until I see the rated R one, but based okay. off of what you guys are saying and based off what I've seen, I would have mm-hmm. wanted a movie where cable was more of a bad guy slash good guy. Like cable was more of a character mm-hmm. from the get go. Okay. See, and that, yeah. I don't know if it, does him any better in the normal one i don't think it does no i think i think you get the same amount of cable in this as you do yeah r-rated one here's what i'm saying yeah cable's more of a person Uh uh-huh okay cable's more of a person take out the warehouse thing completely like Uh he's not at the warehouse whatever you don't fridge the girlfriend at the very beginning if she's not a part of this whole thing then she's not a part of it she's just at home doing work and she's calling him randomly throughout the movie it can be a running joke that like he has to answer the phone in the middle of a fight or something because she's asking him to get stuff or something Mm -hmm. i don't know but don't just kill her at, at the start of it make juggernaut somebody that ties in with cable somehow some way mm. for being the big bad okay take domino and take all of the screen time the kid had in fact erase the kid kid bye make it <laughs> domino because she's originally from the orphanage to begin with and make it yeah. that she's going back to take care of it hmm. my problem with that is do you just have Deadpool going around killing people then the whole time? Because you lose the whole context of him learning to be learning to like learning to love the kid and what family means and all of that. Like you lose all of the, the subtext of the story. Like he doesn't have a journey. If you take out the kid. The fact I, that I said to take out the kid means I don't care about that aspect of the movie. I don't care about well, I, that's the whole point of the movie though. Like Well, I think in Ryan's cut, Deadpool isn't the arc and he isn't the emotional center like he is in the movie. In Ryan's cut of the movie, Deadpool is the catalyst for everyone else's arcs. Yes. Okay. Deadpool's the one that helps others find themselves. So then it's an X-Force movie and not a Deadpool movie. You don't even bring up X-Force. You don't <laughs> you don't even talk about it. You just like talk then, about the other characters. Then what, then what do you call the movie then? Still Deadpool 2? I don't even know what X-Force is. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so X-Force is like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a real like comic book series, right? Yeah. Like X-Force a, is real. It's the it's the X-Men adjacent team that Deadpool is on and Wolverine's on occasionally. Um, Colossus, I think, shows up in there. I don't are, know it too well, but are any of the characters that we see in the movie are they X Force members or are they kind of all made up for the movie? Because I don't actually know this. Um, I think they're actual characters. Okay. I don't think they just pull. They. I don't think. I don't think anybody at, at Marvel Fox was creative enough to come up with their own characters. Because <laughs> I mean, so. because I mean, to be honest, like I really found Domino interesting. I yeah. really did. And she was just used as like a joke, like, oh, you're lucky. And she was used as a as like a running gag. And they kind of hinted at the fact that she came from the orphanage, too. And she was able to kind of like get back. But I wanted I would have liked more from her. The whole thing about Cable coming back in time to like stop the kid from killing because he was going to kill him before he could turn into like a monster. Like, I really liked that idea. And I think that and I think that idea is really cool. There was just too much other stuff going on all around that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think 
part of the reason I like this version so much is you have Fred Savage calling them out on not giving cable, like not doing cable justice. Right. Because he has this great backstory and so much history to that character and they don't touch on it at all. No. Well, I mean, that's the thing too, is like, he's the son of one of my favorite X-Men and like that just never gets brought up, which I think is who's, so criminal. Who's your favorite X-Men? Uh, I have a three-way tie, by the way. It is uh, Nightcra- Nightcrawler, Cyclops, and Gambit. Those are my three-way tie. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, he's Cyclops' son, have, which I think is cool. Would not have picked you as a Cyclops guy. Oh, no? No. I don't know much about his arc. I just like him in the, in the um, TV show. So that's mostly where, okay. that's where I'm getting all of my references from here. Okay. Um, Wait, I you know, just call it Doctor Doctor Deadpool. Deadpool two is <laughs> called Doctor Deadpool. He fixes other He's people's problems. He's there to like help bring these other characters back into you know to 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 kind of like find themselves. Cable's family is reincarnated to be alive again for whatever what they did at the orphanage because remember the kid's not in my cut so whatever happened or what they did <laughs> to bring his family back happened. Um, uh, they all take a hand in destroying Juggernaut. It's not just one character versus, well, it really wasn't just one character versus, but it's more than just a one-on-one CGI fight um, that they point out in the uh, in that version of it. Uh, yeah. Domino is a much more involved character when it comes to, you know, Deadpool and, and all of that. It's just, I, I really need to see the rated R version. Okay. okay. All right. So here. So, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, 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 no you go. You go. You go. Right, here's my. <laughs> you go. Here's my big question. I'm really excited to ask you guys because I've been thinking about this all day, and I don't know if I know the answer to this. But we are Disney executives, okay? We've seen Deadpool. We've seen Deadpool two. We've seen Deadpool. Uh, Once upon a Deadpool. We now have to make a choice. Our next movie, Deadpool three, is coming out. Do we make it PG thirteen? based on how we're once upon a Deadpool is, or do we make it R like the other ones? Or do we do the same thing and release both? I have an idea. What's up? I have an idea. Double the money. Double the money. It's going to be kind of expensive, <laughs> but we can pull it off. You what is make, it? You make both. You make a rated R Deadpool movie, and then you make a rated PG-13 Deadpool movie. You can either have them going off the same story arc as a two-parter, mm-hmm. or or they can be two completely different storylines, but still set in that same like you know like uh, thing. And then uh-huh. you can do, and then you can have Ryan Reynolds pull off a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool joke, and you can have him. You know, there could be a third aspect to the movie where, you know, like after the video goes to release. Uh-huh. This would be in the theater cut, but you would have, you know, like halfway through the rated R one or maybe like 10 minutes in it, Deadpool will go, oh, yeah, by the way, switch over to the other one now. And then there's like some weird random thing going on. Yeah. And it like literally transitions to the other movies. Yes. I would make both. That's a really clever answer to that that I never thought of. Here's the problem, though. Hollywood's changing and they're not going to waste money on two movies. I think plus Marvel studios is infamous for not putting out director's cuts. What you get is what you get. 
There's no, like they hardly release any deleted scenes. Um, there's no director's cut for any of the 20 films that have been in the MCU so far. That's really I true, think, though. I think there's only going to be one version of this movie. And after seeing Once Upon a Deadpool, I'd be fine if it's PG-13. Would you? Yeah. Um, if they if they did have an R version, that would be great. But I don't see them releasing that into theaters. Alan, this is your chance to take everything you just said and throw all of those execs out the window and say <laughs> you're all a piece of crap and you get to make the decision. What would you do in the yeah, well, chair? Yeah, like literally, okay. like if you were what in charge of Deadpool, you were the creative if director. I was in, if I was in charge, uh-huh. I would, I would do a PG thirteen, okay, theatrical release, and I would maybe do the premium on demand R rated version. Like you don't want to go to the theaters to see the PG thirteen? That's fine. Stay at home, watch the R rated version. Also, a clever thing I didn't think about. Because I keep forgetting that, like, the world's different, and we can do a premium on release, on demand. Like, that world exists yeah. now. I, I think you, you make a PG-13 film, but have it so that you can make an R-rated version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would keep Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you have to. I, yeah, and I think you bring in Doctor Strange to connect it to the Fox. If they're not already doing that in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Fox? Or yeah, bring Doctor Strange in to connect the Fox universe to the Marvel MCU. Oh, okay. I thought it was another like super like no. thing. <laughs> it was like Fox universe. What? What's this? I I, I thought. <laughs> so I know they're going to do this fine. So I think to answer the question more directly, I think I would just release the R version of it just right now. Like a Deadpool three is an R version of Deadpool as a sign of good faith from Disney that we are not going to change the franchise that the people that like it, like, um, cause I looked at this movie on, I mean, I, I'm, I'm me. So I did this. I looked it up on rotten tomatoes. The movie itself is sitting at about a 55% uh, or 54 on rotten tomatoes. Uh, and I think Deadpool two is sitting a little higher. Um, let me see quick. I mean, going off of what I said, I would also be okay with, doing the R-rated version and then having a PG-13 version come out later. Mm-hmm. Either way, like it's a win-win. I think you do both. You want both. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you do the one, just the R, because, I mean, Deadpool 2 is sitting at a higher one than Once Upon a Deadpool, and a lot of the comments that I read through was people going, Deadpool lost all of its swagger when you got rid of all the swearing. Deadpool just isn't the same movie. So there is that portion, however toxic and not great they are, of the Deadpool <laughs> fan club that says Deadpool equals raunchy comedy. If you release the Deadpool non-raunchy version, I'm not going to watch it. And I think that as an executive, you almost have to cater to that in some degree. I don't know that this, the Once Upon a Deadpool caused enough like stir for people to be like, what? Oh my gosh, PG-13 Deadpool is something we've always wanted. And, you know, oh, it changed the game. I think it's great, but I don't think that it was enough of a game changer for them to go, oh no, this format works in PG-13 as well as it does R. So I think you release the R Deadpool. Yeah, and that's why I was kind of saying to do both, because Mm -hmm. you can make a... I feel that it's a little easier to make a groundbreaking movie, really, really good movie, um, and have it be PG-13. I think that actually kind of goes hand in hand, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. 
And then the whole R-rated thing would be more for like the fans from Deadpool One that really you know gripped onto this to be like you know like the raunchy superhero. So I mean, you could always have like the R-rated one being for like the people that want the raunchiness, and then you've got you know like the Deadpool you know separate complete storyline that I would do um, for PG thirteen. That would be like Deadpool's actually going to get nominated for an award. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. <laughs> it would be. Wouldn't it? Could you imagine Ryan Reynolds showing up to the, let's say, Oscars wearing a like a Deadpool costume and then going up there and just having like the censors sweating to death in the booth with him, you know, <laughs> like just, you know, going on the verge of getting like the, the cameras cut off. I mean, that would be really funny, though. I actually kind of really like that, though. Like them just, I, I like the idea of them like sweating in the booth being like, is this going to go okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the other part of it that, that I think about actually more than a normal human being should think about is Disney now owns Deadpool. Um, Disney owns, you know, the MCU, all of those things. He's going to show up in the MCU. He's going to. They, they're going to use him somehow, some way, because he is a popular character that they can just plug into this. How do they do that? How do you guys want them to do that? Because the thing that gets me is the tone of a Deadpool movie is very different than the tone of, let's say, a Captain America movie. is very different than the tone of, I mean, maybe WandaVision. I don't know, but maybe. Um, it might actually fit better in WandaVision than most things. But like, the tone of a Deadpool movie is different than most Marvel movies. How do we put him in one and not make it seem weird? And I ask this because Secret Invasion was just announced they don't know when it's coming out yet but he plays a big role in the comics in secret invasion like the first couple deadpool comics are secret invasion comics so they gotta mix him in by the time they get there because deadpool 3 releases before secret invasion does so where do you want to see him show up well i think this is the the bigger question that you're asking is how do you get mutants into the mcu i Okay, which I don't want. A, it's going to happen though. I don't. We already kind of we already kind of have it, and I feel like that's what WandaVision's going to be. It's going to be the reverse of House of M in the comics. You have Wanda Maximoff saying no more mutants and getting rid of all mutants. Mm-hmm. Mutants don't exist in the comics for a period of time. I think WandaVision is going to be the exact reverse of that. Right now, she's the only one of her kind. I think you're gonna that show's going to end with her saying more mutants and then mutants are going to be brought into the MCU. And if it's jumping through realities, like it looks like it's doing in the trailers, then I think the whole first chunk of this next phase of Marvel movies is going to be dealing with the multiverse and bringing in the, the mutants and may probably just connecting the X-Men universe to the universe we have now. Does that mean recasting Xavier and Magneto and all that? Probably. Yeah. But you're going to keep Deadpool because Deadpool making a ha I'm still I'm still Ryan Reynolds joke is perfectly Deadpool. Right. Um so I think you can bring him in in a film called, like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. where you already have Wanda Maximoff there. Um I think you can br- have them pop into the Fox version of everything and have him be there. Um, I would love to see him do something with Spider-Man 
down the line. That would maybe be cool. not Spider-Man three because everyone else is already in that. <laughs> um, reportedly, but I think like Spider-Man five, you do a Spider-Man Deadpool team up. Okay, Ryan, what do you think? Realistically speaking, I think Alan's pretty much got it. Like as of right now, without seeing anything and kind of like guessing the way to do it. I think Alan's got it kind of the more realistic way it's going to happen uh, down. Um, I would think would be funny because of how Disney is um, mm-hmm. and doing a Deadpoolish movie like Deadpool one or Deadpool two for Disney would be really out of, <laughs> it'd be really out in left field for them. Um, because I mean, the way that they market their stuff now, you know, it'd be kind of difficult. Like you're going to have to what put like an age lock on the movie if you put it on Disney plus, like how are you going to make sure that a little kid doesn't accidentally like play that? But so, well, they're updating Disney plus from what I heard that there's going to be a section of Disney plus for the R rated stuff. What? Yeah. um, You have to like pull back a curtain to go behind it. It's in like the corner. Yeah. There's like a beaded, beaded curtain that you have to go through. (laughs) Like the manager's looking at you weird when you do it. When you go to the menu, there's just a guy in a trench coat in the corner. Like it, it's really weird. <laughs> so no one, no one alive today understands. Like only people from the '90s know what we're talking about. Like people uh, born before the '90s. Gatekeeping so, gross video sections. That's what we so, do here. So besides the the '90s porno video rental room <laughs> aspect of things, um, for Disney Plus of all streaming sites, um, I would, I've kind of assumed and just accepted the fact that Deadpool was going to be regulated in the new Disney Marvel universe as like a running joke where like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool would appear here and there and Marvel shows and like movies and he'd go on his normal stick and then when he was about to say something that he like can't because it's not Disney like he would kind of look at the camera and go <gasps> The mouse is a monster. I can't say that, or something like that. You, uh-huh. you, you, and just go from there. Like that's really what I just have been assuming that they were going to regulate him to, and then maybe you have censor, like a, you know, censor every swear word with ho ho, like just the Mickey Mouse laugh. <laughs> yeah, and have it be a buzzer that he hits because he finds it hysterical. You know, like have I mean, him censor himself with the Mickey laugh. But I mean, that's seriously what I thought that they would do. I mean, but this opens up a whole new thing. If they're going to have, you know, like an aged lock section, a aged locked section on Disney Plus for, you know, the R rated stuff, okay. then I mean, this makes sense that they can make an R rated Deadpool movie. So I, I looked it up. This is happening. Devin, you're probably going to get it before us. It looks like it's going to be an overseas thing. What is it? It's uh, it's going to be called uh, Disney Plus, or it's going to be Star and Star Plus. Like that's going to be the section. I need to share my screen with you guys. Okay, good. I'm excited for this. There is uh, what it's going to look like. Here is like access mature content. Oh, so you can opt into it, and uh-huh. then they have like Logan, which is rated R. Braveheart makes sense. Uh, but then Frozen Two is still in this menu. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out why. In Cars like, 3. Cars 3. <laughs> uh, onward. What? The, I, I would love to see the R-rated version of Rise of Skywalker. I and would Toy too. Story 4. Toy Story 4. 
the R-rated version of My Name is Earl? Clone Wars. No. That's so... Uh, they have some weird choices on here. Yeah. But there's Deadpool 2. Oh, there's Deadpool 2. Yep. Oh, Devil Wears Prada. That's nice. Oh, The Sixth Sense. Something happened to me today. I was trying to, like... I, I was thinking of, like, the... Like, just a random thought when I was working uh, on a terminal today. I was uh-huh. thinking to myself, I was like, wow... And I for, totally forget the actor's name right now, but he was in two and my Shyamalan movies. Who is it? Bruce Willis. He, 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 Bruce Willis. He was in Sixth Sense, and he was in uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. And I was like, "Whoa, he was in both." And I was trying to remember the scenes, and I remember, and I was thinking of Sixth Sense, and I was like, "What scene?" You know, like I was, I was thinking of like the scenes, and I was mm-hmm. getting scenes from Unbreakable mixed in to shot uh, scenes from Sixth Sense. And I'm like, hang on, that doesn't oh, make no. any sense. If he's a ghost, then how is he working at the stadium when people are interacting with him? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, wait, that's unbreakable. I'm getting the movies mixed up. I was tired today, guys. Today was nuts. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it. I'm glad that you only acknowledge that he was in two M. Night Shyamalan movies. Was he? Oh, three? right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we don't talk. I don't talk, we don't about, talk about that movie. Oh my I god! I can't believe it. that you're like that over, over. <laughs> I absolutely like seriously. Uh, Have you seen it, Ryan? I, yeah, I've seen it, and I'd rather I, watch that than. Um, but honestly, like I, I like Unbreakable. Well, actually, I like, I like all three movies. I like all three movies. I recommend all three movies, but I would watch Glass before Unbreakable, and I would watch Unbreakable before Split. Wow. But I like them all practically equally. I love Split. I love Unbreakable, and I love Glass. I I personally really wish there was just a one giant supercut of all three, make it a lot easier. I have to watch Glass now so I can happen. get in on this conversation. I can make that happen to you for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, going back to like the original question, like. I mean, I think Alan and Ryan, you guys are right. Like, I think that's how they have to do it. But for me, just tonally, Deadpool just doesn't fit with the MCU. Like, I don't want him showing up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, in my mind, Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy is probably, like, the funnier of the Marvel franchises. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. He would totally fit into that. He would fit into that. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I think the biggest thing with the MCU right now is we're in such a weird transition from what the MCU has been to what it's going to be going forward. Mm -hmm. And I think he, I think they're making room for Deadpool. I think that's why they're making some of the bold choices that they're doing, because I think the MC, the way we look at the MCU is going to change a lot next month with the, with WandaVision going the, the sitcom route. I mean, that's going to be weird. And, it's it's such a weird spot for Marvel because it feels like such a definite pause because like the last phase ended and then Marvel movies basically stopped and like the last not, phase tied everything up so well that like I'm not like super interested to keep going. I mean, it wrapped everything up except for Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Right, that's true. Um but yeah, it, it I and I think it's just weird because this is the first year since 2009 we haven't had a Marvel movie. You know, I'm going through a little bit of withdrawal. I'm going to be honest. I kind of miss it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, you got WandaVision coming out next month. That's gonna so be cool. I'm excited for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing my rewatch of everything that has Wanda and Vision in it. So <laughs> it's not like too many movies, right? I might I might actually start with Winter Soldier just so I can knock out um the Bucky and Falcon show. Oh, good call, good call. Too. And also, that way I'm not that, doing, that way I'm not rewatching Age of Ultron twice in two months. <laughs> so, I, mean, I just I just missed the advertising for it because. I kind of like I stopped being excited for Marvel films like in the middle of phase two, I think, or maybe phase Mm -hmm. three. (laughs) And it was just one of those things of like being interested in like the specific characters. But there weren't there wasn't any advertising for any Marvel things this year. And that was weird on that aspect alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got it now with the uh, the new trailers floating around for Loki Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. They have so. new trailers? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that's what I'm doing after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. No, see, I don't know. I, I'm just excited for it. But I think that's really all I have for Deadpool 2. I asked my, like, big juicy questions or once upon a Deadpool. Do you guys have anything else? Favorite one-liner. Oh, man. I think for me, it's still the fight, first fight between Cable and Deadpool, where Deadpool's like, you seem like you're from the DC universe, <laughs> like, so dark and brooding. I do like that. What's yours, Ryan? I'm trying to think. It was one I messaged you guys with. Pump the yeah. hate breaks, Fox and Friends. <laughs> you sent that right as I got to that part. I think you and I were watching the movie maybe three minutes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I really liked it when he was uh when he was sitting like in the in the chair or like on the couch with his little baby legs. <laughs> and there was like one who was like, I'm just straight Winnie the Pooing right now. Like I loved that. And I don't know why I liked that so much, but it was so good. Fun fact, so am I. Oh, I can't even see. <laughs> I know. Switch to the other camera. You should. <laughs> I just have one below the desk. <laughs> Alan, when we know you your open up an OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, so one one quick thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. was: Did you guys see the Stan Lee catch the Stan Lee tribute in this? I did. Was it in the original? I don't think so, because Stan Lee had passed away between the theatrical release and Once Upon a Deadpool. Because I saw it and I went, "Was that always there?" I think they added it after the fact. Got it. So I didn't take my eyes away from the screen. Like really, when I was watching mm-hmm. this, and I missed it. What was it? It it was during the the train chase scene. There's a whole wall in a building that's just a uh, rest in peace stand. Oh, okay. Like like a whole painting. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, if you went to the theater too, they had a whole like post post credit scene that was just a tribute to Stanley, which the person that wrote the article that I found that in is technically right, but. He's Stanley, so stop it. The guy, the person who wrote the article was like, "Yeah, well, it didn't really fit because Stanley didn't make Deadpool, so it didn't make any sense for him to be at the end of a Deadpool movie." And I'm like, "Stop! He's like, he's ubiquitous with Marvel at this point. Let it happen." Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that does it for this holiday adjacent. So watching the movie, I was like, this has nothing to do with the holiday. It was just the marketing. He rides a reindeer on the front of it. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, and so that fits. It, like it was market, it was marketed as a holiday film, so this counts. It works. Back off, internet. <laughs> uh, so tune in next week for our next holiday adjacent film. Yeah, next week. I'm, I'm gonna have to release this quick. Um, <laughs> next week we're gonna talk about uh, a different kind of holiday. Uh, I think we're gonna revisit Life Day. And talk about the Lego Star Wars holiday special. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this. And then tune in later next week or tune in soon for our best of 2020, if there is any. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything good, Um, really? In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at You Have to Watch This Podcast. You can listen to the podcast wherever you're listening to us now, obviously. But you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, Amazon Echo, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app. Uh, and until next time for You Have to Watch This, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>